Pro Talk with ProTech, digging deep to learn the stories, lessons, and accomplishments of experts in the real estate industry. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Today we get to meet real estate agent Cheryl Leahy with Cheryl Leahy Homes of Compass Real Estate. It's so nice to see you today. How are you? I'm great, Lexi. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, so to get things started, we want to hear what your story is and how you ended up um, as a real estate agent. When did you begin your real estate career? How did you get into it? And where did you, you know, what kind of came about getting you to where you're at now? Well, I've been in real estate for about 20 years. And, you know, the thing that started me in real estate, well, let me back up and say, my parents owned a lot of investment properties. So I have, you know, spent my life around real estate. And when other kids were going to the pool, my parents were dragging their six kids to their rental properties to cut grass and paint and <laughs> trash. So um, that should have scared me away, but it didn't. Um, my 20 years ago, my husband and I sold a house and bought a house. And the, uh, we had a fabulous agent, Robert Moy, who has been in the business for a very, very long time. He retired recently, but um, Rob's an old friend. But so we bought a house and we sold our house a few days beforehand. We packed our truck, town and country came and packed up all our stuff. And, uh, you know, we had our three kids, including a new baby and a dog. Uh, and then I got a call from the title company that, or from the agent that, the house we were buying had a bad title. So here we were, you know, with nowhere to go. And we had sold our house and in the prospect of moving in with my mother-in-law was looming large. It turns out we ended up, you know, having to rent a house for six months until the title got straightened out on the house that we bought. Um, however, in that time, during that time, I really, you know, started thinking more about real estate and sorry, my phone's ringing in the background. I started thinking more about real estate and kind of digging into why this happened. And at the time I was a stay-at-home mom, I was home with my three kids. I had given up my, you know, my job in corporate America and it just kind of piqued my interest. And I went and got my real estate license and I joined um, Long and Foster. And, you know, I just kind of got in at the right time. The market was just taking off and uh, here I am 20 years later. That's history. So that's interesting. You had some interesting experiences from a kid kind of having to be drugged to, you know, do some work in rental properties. And then you kind of had a very unique situation of your own. And that drew you to real estate, which I feel like for a lot of people would be like, I never want to have to deal with that. <laughs> but obviously, I learned so much. I learned so much. It kind of just piqued my interest. Yeah. Well, and you can help others that are in similar situations. So that's, yeah. that's really cool. Um, so Cheryl Leahy Homes, is that um, a team? Do you have agents that work with you? Or talk to me a little bit about um, what that team is like and uh, what that process has been like for you. Well, the team concept is new to me. I have okay. been on my own for the past you know, 20 years and I recently switched to Compass. And at that time I decided to start a team. Awesome. And you know, you know, people have all along said, you need a team, you need a team. But I really, you know, I was busy raising kids and doing a lot of things. I really never felt like I had the bandwidth to dedicate to a team. I know that, you know, it takes a lot of time to mentor people and, you know, a lot of communication. Really, I just didn't feel like I had time. So uh, my kids are grown up. I'm in a place where I have plenty of extra time. So I decided to start a team. Um, right now, I have two people on my team, um, Maggie Tehan, who was my assistant for a long time, and then she got her license and she is just killing it. She's doing really, really well. Um, 
and Kate Bolander, who is a newer agent, but also uh, is coming out of the gate strong. So I'm really excited about that. And, you know, my team concept, I, I like to call it a group, not a team, because although I'm the, you know, team leader, um, I, I really feel like we kind of got a collaborative thing going on and, uh, you know, just a nice group of people. I'm, you know, I'm hoping to grow my team a little bit and, um, you know, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. That's exciting too, that, you know, it's, you've been in the business for so long doing kind of your own thing. And then you now have decided to, um, you know, expand on that and develop a group, which is, um, it's cool because for a lot of people, I'm sure, you know, doing something for so long and then making the switch to now have to leverage it a little bit and work with different people, I'm sure was not the easiest decision, but in the long run, you know, you'll be able to help more people, which is awesome. Absolutely. And let me put in a plug for one of the girls on my team. Maggie Tehan is mm -hmm. um, an actress also and oh. she's on House of Cards. And she's also in the new Wonder Woman movie. She's an extra. So, you, see, you know, you see a scene with her, but um, and, you know, she's in a CarMax commercial and some other things. So that's kind of fun. If you see Maggie, look out for her while you're watching TV. That is so cool. I'll have to look up her head chat so I can uh, watch for her in the new Wonder Woman movie. I haven't seen it yet, but I've been wanting to look at it. So <laughs> Very cool. Um, so what neighborhoods do you um, most frequently service? I know you're over in the Bethesda area, but um, do you generally stay in that kind of area? Are you in the district at all in Northern Virginia or where do you typically find yourself? You know, I tend to stick to Bethesda. When I was a new agent and, you know, kind of watching how other people did their business, I, um, you know, I kind of came across Meg Finn, who is a an agent who's been around a long time. She's a great agent and she really dominated the Tacoma Park market for a long time. And, you know, Meg told me that she kind of drew a circle around her house and just focused on that. Um, and so I kind of followed her lead and I, you know, work, you know, so I kind of work around Bethesda 2814, 2817. And, you know, my business just kind of grew organically in that area. I used to have my license in DC. You know, I found that, um, you know, going to DC takes a lot of time and it was really hard to park my car, my suburban back in the day there. So I got a lot of parking tickets and <laughs> finally just gave up my DC license. And I um, have people that I refer my DC business to. I feel like, you know, uh, although I'm from the DMV, I grew up here, I went to college here. I feel like I just really know Bethesda and I can bring people value in Bethesda. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a unique, uh, unique perspective. I'm sure those parking tickets added up to equal what your DC license was giving <laughs> your payments due that you had to make every year. <laughs> awesome. Um, so for a little bit of a fun question, um, over the last 20 years, lots of homes that you've bought, sold, uh, what would you say the craziest thing that you've ever seen in a house has been? Oh, well, you know, I have a thing with snakes. Snakes <laughs> seem to follow me. I, I know it sounds oh. crazy, I was in a house in Silver Spring with an investor. Um, one day we were in the basement. It was a house that was, it was an REO. It had been vacant for a long time and we're standing in the basement and, you know, it had one of those drop ceilings with the fluorescent light with kind of the plastic, whatever. And we're standing talking and I, I feel like a shadow come over me and we look up and there's a snake slithering through the light fixture um, to say we ran for the exit and never went back there. But then last year I had uh, a, um, transaction where, you know, it, re it required total staging and moving out, you know, um, it was an estate. So I was moving out the furniture and working with different people. And um, she had an old sofa in the family room. And um, 
I left it there. It was too heavy for me to carry out. And I brought in the staging furniture. So it was just sitting there. So I called my painter and said, Hey, can you come help me carry this out to the truck? And um, he came over and as he was carrying it out the back door, a huge black snake crawled up from within the cushion. Oh, my so God. I had been in that house with that great big black snake for, uh, you know, several days staging the house. And uh, <laughs> uh, I always wonder, like, you know, I, I get snakes getting into the house, like in certain areas, basements, crawl spaces, like if it's vacant, but it always surprises me when you see or hear stories of it, like being in a couch or like my boss actually had a snake, like under their dining room table, just casually one day, like after dinner. And they're like, was that under there? Like while we ate? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. I think I'd have to sell my house if I found a snake. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we have, have to burn my house down and run. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way I can't deal with that. My, um, all of our inspectors out in the field, I'm always telling them like, send me pictures of snakes when you see them in different areas. Like people love to see that for whatever reason. And they're always like, I'm not getting close enough to that snake <laughs> to take you a picture for social media. Oh, so creepy. Um, okay. So getting a little bit into sort of the process of home buying, home selling. Um, if I'm looking to buy a home, what would you say the most important thing that I need to know would be? Well, of course, you know, the typical things, you know, you'd need to know your, your budget and, and what you're comfortable with. Um, but one thing that I always tell my buyer clients is this, if you have pinpointed a neighborhood that you like, you know, take your baby stroller, take your dog, take your husband, go by yourself, walk the neighborhood. If, if you know, of course, I can't tell them about the demographics of a neighborhood, but if, if having kids in the neighborhood is important, drive by the bus stop on a Monday morning and see how many kids are there. Of course, this year in the pandemic, that doesn't work. But um, I think that that's a really important thing to really feel the flavor of a neighborhood, because if you're someone who, um, you know, the community is important to you. It's really important to go there and actually talk to people and get a feel for whether you're really going to like it there. You know, buying a house is a huge, huge investment and, you know, you hate to buy a house and then be sorry you bought there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really I good. Think, I also think that it helps people feel more confident when a house shows up that they want. It's easier to jump in if they already have a comfort level with the neighborhood. Yeah. Hyper-local on where specifically even like what grocery store you want to grocery shop at. Like not all grocery stores are equal. So that's important (laughs) to some people. (laughs) Um, How about if I'm looking to sell my home, what would you say the most important thing that I need to prepare for would be? Gosh, you know, the thing that I see over and over again is clutter. You know, I think that the single most important thing when preparing your house or getting ready to sell your house is cleaning it out and, you know, looking at it with fresh eyes. And, you know, that's something that's a little sensitive when you go into somebody's house and you say, look, you, you know, you have to get rid of this couch and you have to take down these curtains. And, you know, that that's really difficult for some people. So it's taken me some time to refine my, uh, you know, communication skills on that. But I, you know, I always go in and I say to people, look, the person that's going to buy this house is probably, you know, I, somebody young and they're looking at the Pottery Barn catalog and the restoration hardware website. And, you know, we want them to be able to envision that. So um, I think that that's the number one challenge. And I also think it's a big challenge for sellers because they're looking around and they're so attached to their things that they can't get rid of anything. And, and um, I'm working right now with a woman who has moved to assisted living and, you know, we're, we're on our third trip with a mover back to her house to bring more stuff. Um, You know, she's going to fill it to the gills because she just can't let go. And I, I certainly understand that, but you know, it's a problem. 
Yeah, that makes it challenging, um, like you said, for other people walking through to envision their own stuff, whatever that might be, if, you know, it's kind of blurred with with someone else's belongings, but I'm sure that's a difficult conversation to have, as you mentioned. Um, okay, so with all of these um, moving pieces in real estate, what would you say your favorite thing about this industry is? Oh, my favorite thing about this industry is that it changes all the time, you know, I- unlike a regular job, there's always a new person, a new client, a new house, something new is always happening. So it's never boring. You know, I have a friend who says um, selling real estate is like having love affairs. You meet somebody, you're so excited about them. And then you learn everything about them, you know, about their money and how they make their bed and whether they put their toilet seat down. And, you know, you go through this relationship and it culminates in settlement. And then they're dead to you and you get a Christmas card from them and you stalk them on on Facebook to see what they're up to. Like a, you know, and, and I'm really good about keeping up with my old clients because a lot of them become friends, but it is kind of, it's kind of true. It's like the cycle of people. And, you know, so I'm always exposed to different people and, and I love that. It's never boring. Never boring. That's right. Uh, so speaking of, of always changing and never boring, talk to me a little bit about what the current market is like and how would I know, um, you know, when the best time to buy or sell would be? Well, the current market, you know, it, for context, it's, you know, January of 2021 and in the middle of the pandemic and the market is insane. There's very few um, listings and a lot of buyers looking to take care of, take advantage of those low interest rates. So, um, I, you know, I, I sell a lot of, I do a lot of listings versus buyers. And I have to say, it's really hard because, you know, every, everything you put on the market has multiple offers. And, you know, that's my least favorite thing about this job, calling other agents to say, I'm sorry, we had 17 offers and yours didn't win. Um, You know, really, I hate that. But yeah, I think the market is interesting. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens when, um, you know, the vaccine is widely available. Either we're going to see just a avalanche of listings. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who would have thought that? Who would have thought a pandemic would have brought this? No one could have guessed it. No one. <laughs> um, all right. So switching gears just a little bit, let's talk about a really challenging time for you and how you overcame it. And this could be professionally or even personally. Well. You know, I would say that the biggest challenge I've had, it wasn't a certain time. It was just kind of throughout my career, you know, selling real estate is a 24 seven thing. You know, my phone rings all the time. My, my, you can hear my texts binging in the background. I don't know how to turn that off my laptop, but, um, you know, new houses come on the market. You have to jump right away. Uh, so something that's been the biggest challenge for me is just kind of staying present. I, you know, I spent my career raising three kids and, you know, my husband has his own business as well. And so we're kind of busy people. I I'd have to say my biggest challenge is just kind of staying present when I'm with my kids. I'm with my kids. When I'm with my husband, I'm with my husband, you know, fighting the urge to whip out my iPhone at dinner or, you know, that, or, or fighting the urge not to roll over in bed and look at my iPhone to see, you know, if I have any emails, frankly. Um, So I think staying present, staying focused on what I'm doing, um, has been a huge challenge for me. Yeah. And I'm sure that, um, especially in a time like now where, you know, every, every phone call, every text message, like it matters because the market's kind of moving so quickly. You just never know what can come up. Um, are there any sort of things that you do to try to 
keep yourself focused and you're really just staying focused on staying focused is what you do or any techniques that you can share? You know, not really. I just really kind of try to think about it a lot and be mindful of what I'm doing at the time. I, I actually, last night I was watching um, Jimmy Kimmel and he had Jared Leto on or Leto, I don't know how you say his name. And he was talking about how he goes on a two week retreat every year a meditation retreat where he goes, there's no phone. You're, you can't look at anybody. You can't speak. You can't watch any media and just how that kind of cleanses him. And I was thinking, wow, that sounds really cool. I want to do that too. So if anybody's listening and knows how I can do that here. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, that does sound amazing. I'm sure at first that would be really challenging, but once you got over the hump of like, what am I missing? What am I missing? It would be mm -hmm. fine. Um, what would you say your biggest life achievement, something that you're really proud of or passionate about is? Um, you know, something that I'm really proud of again, is that, you know, I built a, uh, I built a very nice business while raising three kids. I, uh, you know, how many jobs are there where you can be present with your family yet still be, you know, successful in business. And, um, you know, I'm proud that I, as hard as it was or is, I'm proud that I've been able to balance that and that, you know, my kids felt like I was there for every game and every event and my clients feel like I was there for them too. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm proud of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations on that. Um, tell me something that most people don't know about you. Any hobbies or fun facts? You know, I'm afraid I'm not all that exciting. I'm a huge, <laughs> I'm a huge hockey fan and okay. um, John and I are big Caps fans. And that's something we really miss about the pandemic. There's not going to games, but um, I did play on a women's hockey league um, in a women's hockey league a few years ago, which was really fun. Um, I, I gave it up. I was worried I would break a hip or something, but, um, I love hockey. Okay. Are you currently reading any books, listening to any podcasts, or how do you generally like to gain new knowledge? Well, I, I download a lot of business books and in fact, I've listened to your podcast and I've heard some great ones recommended. And honestly, I, you know, I've downloaded a lot of them, but Honestly, I tend to read fiction and um, I, I have a, you know, I have a pile of business books. I just really don't get to them. I read a lot of fiction. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I love the TED Talk radio hour. And even though that's not business, you know, real estate business specific, there's certainly things that I glean from that that help me in my business. The other one I really like is The Moth. Um, you know, it's a podcast, different, you know, people's stories. They want to have 20 minute snippets of where people tell stories from their life. I love that. Um, the other thing I just listened to was the monster podcast. It's the story of the DC sniper. I don't know if oh, you've listened to that, it, it, you know, it. it sounded kind of gory, but it was really kind of about how they um, tracked him down and the, you know, the detective work behind it. It was really fascinating since we all lived through that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to definitely check that out. I haven't heard about that. Um, yeah. Podcasts and, and audiobooks are definitely a, the easy way to keep learning and, you know, educating yourself in different ways. That's cool. I will say that, you know, Compass does a lot of, um, you know, classes and, you know, there, there's constantly something to learn about. So I've taken advantage of a lot of that. And I, you know, I've learned a lot from that. Yeah. Try to stay connected with your other peers. That's smart. Um, where do you see yourself in the next five years? You know, I imagine I'll be in the same place. I, I hope to grow my team a little bit. I don't want a huge team, but, you know, I hope to grow my team a little and, and um, you know, I hope to just continue what I'm doing. 
keep doing what you're doing. That means that's a good place to be in life. <laughs> um, let's say I'm your next perspective client. Why should I call you? Well, if you're looking to buy or sell a house in Bethesda or Chevy Chase, you know, I, you know, I know, I know the areas, I know the market. Um, you know, again, I bring 20 years of experience and I've been in a ton of houses. I also, you know, I'm a hands-on realtor. I, um, you know, I show up for the listing appointment, but I also show up for the appraisal and the open house and the, you know, home inspection. I'm there for everything. So I think that my clients appreciate that and it gives them, um, you know, a feeling of continuity and knowing that I'm looking out for them. Yeah. And that goes a long way, especially in the, such a high tense situations like buying a home or selling even. Um, Okay. And how can we best reach you phone number, email, are you on social media or what's the best way to uh, get in touch with you? Absolutely. I'm on Instagram at Cheryl Leahy homes and um, my email, I'm, I'm old school. See Leahy at AOL.com. You know, that's nothing screams. I'm 50 more than an AOL (laughs) address. And I take a lot of grief from my younger colleagues over that, but you know, I've had it for so long. I hate to give it up now. Uh, um, And I have a website, CherylLahyHomes.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Lexi, thank you. It was great to see you again. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow ProTech Inspection Services on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn.